Hey, welcome to Faith for Today. I'm Donnie Spano, and today we're looking at filled. We're looking at being filled with the Spirit of God. And there's nothing that makes us more powerful, more useful for the kingdom of God than to have the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. And this is something, as we've looked at in, in previous messages, it's so quickly occurring that you and I can be depleted of living water, that by the harshness of this earth, we can get exhausted. And uh, we've looked at the scriptures after actually liken you and I being filled with the Spirit and connected like drinking alcohol in excess. And uh, there are certain things you'll hear people after a hard, long day of work or whatever they're doing, they'll say, well, I'm going to go have a stiff drink. I'm going to go... What are they thinking? I need something to combat the hardness that I just endured. And you and I have living water that God has placed before us that is there to enable us to take on the harshness of this earth. It doesn't take long for one to thirst in the state of affairs that we're in. And people, many believers, have not realized how thirsty they've been, how long they've gone without drinking in of God's Spirit, without being filled with His Spirit. Now let's go together in Ephesians 5 so you see this through the Bible. And uh, we find here that it says, Not to be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but to be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 18, and we'll look through verse 21 but to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. Now this, be filled with the Spirit, is actually an active form. It's not just be filled once. It's be filled and be filled and be filled. Because think about it. You know, this glass was filled, but then I started drinking it. And if I drink it enough, it will be empty. And that's what people have not realized, is that they go into this harsh... <laughs> curse-filled world that is ungodly for the majority and they they expect that their glass of living water is going to completely stay replenished by just its own accord it doesn't work like that if i don't fill this glass again and again and again and again it will not be full not if i'm drinking of it and you better believe when you're amassed in ungodliness that you're going to be taking every spiritual nourishment you got to come out well. Every day you go to work, every day you're out there doing what you're supposed to do, you better believe you are drinking what God has given. You're using everything you got. And most don't realize they're getting very low. And it's time to fill up. And this be filled with the Spirit here in Ephesians is an active, ongoing, be filled and 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 be filled with the Spirit. And so it is a maintenance. Part of our duties as believers, we need to we need to get God's maintenance plan. We need to we need to get that. We need to get the longevity 
realities and part of it is in this if we don't keep ourselves filled up we will thirst when we don't need to we will exhaust ourselves and we'll take ourselves out of position in being helpful to the church the world and we will make ourselves bad representatives of the lord jesus when you got the one who owns the living water business and you're found on the side of the road completely exhausted laid out they gotta come pick you up they gotta haul you off and get you filled up with fluids and they're gonna go man what happened what what went wrong oh i was too busy i, I had too much going on I had no time to drink. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do it. You'd understand if you knew my agenda and no, there's no excuse for being that depleted. There's no excuse for being that bad of a representation of the owner of the living water business. No, we need to make sure we stay full. And that's what it's telling us, be filled with the spirit and then it gives us direction, speaking to yourselves. If there's a failure to speak, there will be a failure to fill. And uh, no different than naturally filling this glass. There are things that will be required. There's going to be things. I can't expect that I could just bring it any place and it fill of its own. There are certain conditions. Well, it's the same way spiritually. And it's telling us that through these scriptures, through the Word of God, that you and I are to speak to ourselves in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. And it continues and says, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. Making melody. You can make melody. You ever hummed something? humming something you got the spirit of the song in your heart you have the melody in your heart and you can just go on humming it and have it flowing inside you and it's working it's doing something depending on the words depending on the song it's doing something psalms and hymns spiritual songs this is all the word psalms jesus called the psalms the scriptures so he makes note that they are the inspired words of god he quoted psalms more than he quoted many other if any other book so he quoted psalms quite frequently and uh this word in our mouth speaking god's word singing god's word singing what is connected to it and yes sir what is influenced by it out of our heart to him and so we can hear it it is filling ourselves up when we speak we drink when we speak we fill and fill and fill and fill but if we refuse to speak if we don't like that part we're refusing to fill we're refusing to have something that's going to be needed for spiritual nourishment and spiritual strength. And so it continues. It doesn't stop there. And it says in the 20th verse, giving thanks always for all things to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
This is part of the filling. Part of you and I speaking, it is speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. It's giving thanks to God in all things through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's an aspect of why others have been so dry, so thirsty, simply refusing to give thanks for thanks that is due. And you and I can find something all the time. And it continues and says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. If you and I don't reverence God, we won't submit ourselves to Him, which means we won't submit ourselves to others He would use. We won't submit ourselves to the church He's called us to. We won't submit ourselves to the ministry He's called us alongside. And if we refuse to submit ourselves, we're refusing to give God thanks. Because if we're really thankful for that church, we'll be connected to it. If we're really thankful for those ministers, we'll be connected to them. If we're really thankful, we'll find it valuable and we'll treat it like it is. And so if we're not submitting, we're not thanking, we're not making melody in our heart, we're less likely to sing and give thanks and we're less likely to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, it's connected to humility. It's connected to the submission. It's connected to the thanksgiving. It's connected to the merry heart that gives God thanks. And all the while, it gets you full. What the Bible says is like alcohol intoxication. Like you being so loosed up with what the world calls spirits. And it likens it to it. There are some things that are much easier to take on when you're good and loaded. Yeah. Talk to some people that have had some experience, right? They were a lot more uh, apt to do some things when they had a drink or two in them. There are some things that are easier to take in this earth when you and I have a good supply. <laughs> when God's able to get what will cause us to be loose, lubricated, free. There's liberty in, in this filling of the Spirit. Now let's continue. Today we're looking at this be being filled. And we're going to see this through the Scriptures. It's not enough. And many have fought this. It is for every believer to be filled with the Spirit of God. Now the Spirit of God comes in you when you make Jesus Lord of your life. But He will come on you. And you'll find that Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, Receive you the Spirit. And they received. And then He told them, Now wait until you be endued on high with power. Go with me to Acts 1. Acts 1. Thank you, Lord. And we'll start at verse 4. And we'll go through verses 4 through 8. And uh, if there's any change, I'll let you know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> You'll find it in the end of the gospel accounts. If you want to find some of the last days of Jesus to the disciples, you'll find that this is where you'll find him breathing on them and saying, receive you the Spirit. So they already had the Spirit in them. And now in the fourth verse, we find that they were assembled together. 
And um, he, Jesus, commanded them that they should not depart, they should not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized, so this is not baptism with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you could say Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So they had received the Holy Spirit, but now they were to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What's the difference? The difference is the difference between a well and, a, and rivers. There's the difference in the measure. And God wants us to have Him inside us, but the Spirit of God came on Jesus. And when the Spirit came on Him, He stayed on Him. And it was at that point in time that uh, remarkable signs, wonders, healings, deliverances happened through the ministry and life of Jesus. This took note and took precedence when the power of the Holy Spirit came on him and he had a greater helper than he had ever had before thank you father and it wasn't alone that Jesus would would have that but that you and I would have this baptism and he would be on us in the same manner and so here he continued and said uh, when they therefore were come together they asked of him saying Lord will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel and he said to them it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own power but you shall receive power hallelujah after that the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. So you and I being able to testify of what we have seen and heard of the Lord is going to be in direct reflection of the Spirit coming on us because it's going to take power to witness. It's going to take much more than what we have uh, worldly, fleshly. It's going to take God on us and the power that comes therewith to be a witness in this earth. And this earth is looking, it's scouring about looking for people that really have power on them to witness of God. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at, we've touched on this in previous times. You'll find in the second chapter that they were all filled. They were all together with one accord. You'll find this in chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and then verses 12 through 21. You find they were all filled, and the Spirit of God came on them. And um, there were on each of them cloven tongues like as of fire. And uh, they all began speaking in languages that were not their own, languages they did not know. And they started leaving that room, that upper room, and going out into the streets. And there were people there that heard their own languages coming out of their mouths. And it said that they were glorifying and praising God, giving God thanks in languages they did not intelligibly know. But these others did. And they're hearing them speak their own languages, praising God thanking God what are we talking about being filled with the Spirit 
being and being and being filled with the Spirit. And here they are. And they are so loose that while some are marveling that they know their languages, others are mocking that they're drinking so early in the day. And they're mocking, saying, you'll find this in the 13th verse, I believe. They're saying, are these drinking new wine? And Peter gets up before them all with boldness that comes only by the Spirit of God on you and says, these are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it's only but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel saying, I will pour out upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall, shall envision. Hallelujah. I will pour out of my spirit upon how many? Upon all. God wants his spirit on all. Hallelujah. And so you find they have been filled. Now go with me to the fourth chapter of Acts, and we're going to look at verse number one. So we've seen they have been filled. Now Acts 4.1, we're going to go through uh, the majority of this chapter. Don't worry, it's a good chapter. You'll enjoy it. So there's about, we're going to go up through about verse 31. And we find here, they have begun boldly ministering in the name of the Lord Jesus. And mighty works are being done. When did this start happening? After the Spirit came on them. Hallelujah. It was no different in Jesus' ministry, and it's no different in theirs, and it's no different in ours. The Spirit on made the mighty works uh, able they won't happen until the Spirit comes on. And uh, as they spake to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold to the next day. They have put them in prison for preaching the gospel and for teaching this wonderful word and uh, they put them in hold to the next day for it was now it was evening it was eventide Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed and the number of the men was about 5,000 hallelujah so they're reaching people because they allowed the spirit to come on them and they were willing to preach the word and to teach it and it came to pass fifth verse on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest there of his family were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with what? Filled with that new wine. No. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he's made whole, 
Now we have not read this, but there was a man who was impotent for 40 years and was completely made whole. For time's sake, we're not reading it, but they were come there to the gate and he was asking alms. And uh, they looked on, on him, perceiving he had faith, and they told him to stand up. He had never walked in his life. And as he did, as he went to do what he was told to do, it said his ankle bones received strength, and he leapt, and he walked. He, he did what was impossible. And so they have seen this mighty work and because it's been done they've imprisoned them talk about a foolish way and it says in the ninth verse if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole be it known to you all and all the people of israel that by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom you crucified whom god raised from the dead even by him does this man stand here before you whole? Hallelujah. God's so good, he won't just heal you. He won't just enable you to do what you've never done. He will make you whole. Complete and entire, sound of mind, of body, of spirit, soul, every part of you, spirit, soul, body, materially, you will be set. You will be complete. Hallelujah. He made him whole. This is the stone which was set at naught, 11th verse, of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. How is Peter speaking these words? Because he has been, he has received boldness that can only come by the Spirit of God coming on him. And he continues and says, in the 13th verse it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they sensed, man, these guys have not gone and done the school we have. They didn't go through the theological studies we did. But they see the fruit of the filling of the Spirit of God. They see the fruit of the fellowship. They see the boldness. They see the faith, this confidence. And they go, hmm, they have been with Jesus. That's what they come and conclude. And it said they marveled. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man, 14th verse, which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. And they said, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken to you more than God, you judge it. 
For we cannot, 20th verse, but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This is witnessing. We cannot but speak the things we've seen of God and heard of God. You judge whether we're to listen to you or God, but we're going to, we're going to say and we're going to tell publicly what God has done, what we've seen of Him, what we've heard of Him. You judge it however you need to. It will not stop this. And they continued in the 21st verse, it says, So when they had further threatened them, <laughs> they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Hallelujah. And the 23rd verse, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, which have made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up. They are speaking the second psalm. <sighs> speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks in, in everything to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see this? They were just threatened for God being able to heal through them. They were being threatened because they boldly spoke what was right and good. They're getting what they don't deserve for doing the right thing. You know, a lot of people would be upset and frustrated. And they're giving thanks. They're giving thanks. And they're coming back. And they're praying and thanking God. And they're going right from the Psalms. And Psalm 2, that's what you're hearing. 26 verse, the kings of the earth stood up. Was that what they were doing? They had all these rulers coming against them. You thought you had it bad with your governors. <laughs> they have everybody coming against them. They've been in jail all night long for preaching the gospel. Thank you. Lord. They were acquitted of all charges. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth, 26 verse, stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against your holy child Jesus, whom you have anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever your hand and your counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold, look at their threatenings, and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word, by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, 
the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. These were the same people that were filled with the Spirit of God that we saw in Acts 2. But here they are being filled again. They are being filled continually. And this is what it takes to continue to go strong and bold for God. It's going to take you and I filling up all of the time. All of the time. Speaking to ourselves in psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs, singing and making melody, not in another's, in our heart, to the Lord. It doesn't take a public procession. This can be you and Him, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks in all things to Him, and submitting yourself to Him and to those He puts over us. This is a way to be filled and be filled and be filled and be filled so that we don't find one another on the side of the road depleted, drained, thirsty beyond usefulness, not nourished, lacking living water. Because it's a bad representation. You can't be bold when you're depleted. Hallelujah. So it's important that we be being filled. Hallelujah. That's all for this message, my friends. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.